This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Welcome to Questions and Ethics with Russell Moore, where we apply the gospel of the kingdom to cultural issues and your questions about the Christian life. Today's question is... One of the questions that's come up related to the theme of the conference of of the gospel and human sexuality is about the issue of sex abuse. So how should churches think about the topic of sexual abuse and what counsel would you give to pastors if somebody were to come to them reporting an experience of sex abuse, how should they handle that kind of situation? Well, if someone comes and says, uh, I've, I've been abused sexually or I know someone who's been abused sexually, you have to first of all recognize that there are two authorities at work here and both of them need to be involved. Caesar has a responsibility to deal with this at the civil level. The church has a responsibility to deal with this at the ecclesial level. You immediately call the police. Even if you don't know whether or not this is true or not, you don't know whether or not this has actually happened, you call the police and you say, Caesar has a responsibility, the government has a responsibility to investigate this. You also, though, have to do, you can't simply say, well, we have sex abuse uh, happening and that's a a civil issue, so the the civil state deals with it, they do, but you also come in and deal with it in terms of church discipline, which means you're saying if this is someone who is sexually uh, predatory in our congregation, we're also going to deal with it at the level of church discipline and we're going to deal with this very, very seriously. All the way up to that point, you do a number of things as well. And I think churches are getting better at this, though not good enough in many cases, is to come in and to say, how do we do background checks on people who are going to be working uh, with children or with teenagers in our congregation? How do we inform people in our congregations what to do if they suspect that there might be something bad happening here? Who do they tell? How do they let that know? You start communicating that. And I think sometimes churches don't do that because they're saying, well, we don't have a problem here right now. And if we say that, that's going to alarm people. Uh, But it doesn't alarm people. It instead gives people a sense of, you actually know how serious this is and you're taking proactive measures to make sure that it it doesn't happen. And then you also have in place ways to minister to people who have been sexually abused, whether somebody who was sexually abused very recently or whether it's, when you just look around at You look around at our culture and how many people have been preyed upon sexually. There are people in your congregation, no matter where you are right now, and some of them are battling with all sorts of psychological issues that come with people saying to them or implying to them that somehow they were at fault or blame. You need to eradicate that and say, no, you're not to blame for this. We're ministering to you as somebody who was a victim or who is continually a victim of, of what has been done to you. 
to be able to talk about this. So it's not something that someone who is who has experienced this is thinking, well, I'm the only one, and if I were to come forward about this, uh, they're going to act as though I'm crazy, or they're going to act as though I did something uh, to cause this to happen, or they're going to act like I'm somehow spiritually defective. No, none of those things are true. So that person who's been abused, we need to be the people who are ministering to that person as well. And so I think that uh, I think that means being very diligent about protecting and then also being very diligent about ministering to those who've been hurt and harmed. If you'd like to submit a question, email us at questions at erlc.com. That's questions at erlc.com. Or on Twitter and Facebook, use the hashtag AskRDM. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics podcast with Russell Moore. To check out future broadcasts, subscribe via iTunes or visit us on ERLC.com. This episode was brought to you in part by the audio adventure series, Discovery Mountain. Help your kids fall in love with the Bible. Each true-to-life adventure story will draw them closer to Jesus. Visit discoverymountain.com/ct.